South Korea's household debt continues to soar to fresh new highs despite the central bank's tightening policies and high interest rates. Company and government debt are also rising at a rapid pace with the IMF sending warnings that Korea's debt levels are increasing at the fastest pace among major economies. For some insights into how serious Korea's debt problem is and what the latest figures entail, we invite economics professor Yang Jun-sok at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Young. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. So according to this World Debt Report released by the Institute of International Finance, Korea's household debt-to-GDP ratio in the third quarter this year was 100.2%. That's the highest among 34 major economies, and the rate of increase over the past five years was also the fastest. How serious is the debt level relative to the size of Korea's economy, and what does it imply, Dr. Yang? Okay, well, let's first see why debt is dangerous. I mean, for the borrowers, we're all familiar with the uh, problems with debt. Not paying back debt can ruin your business or household. Uh, Bankruptcy can hinder your uh, life. Uh, And uh, even if you don't go bankrupt, if you have a large amount of debt and uh, interest rates are high, then interest payments can uh, eat up much of your income, especially if uh, so uh, you... Uh, have to limit your spending if you have a lot of debt. Uh, Now, uh, that's for individuals who borrow, but for the country, that slows down consumption and investment in the long run. Uh, What that does is to borrow spending from the future and you spend it now. So uh, if you borrow a lot and then spend today, your spending today will go up, but your spending in the future uh, will go down. Uh, So uh, if Uh, the economy is currently recovering from a recession and you have a high debt, uh, then that uh, recovery will slow down because, well, you don't have enough money to spend. You spent it already in the past. Uh, And uh, now, uh, some people do uh, point out that you can use debt to invest in the future, Uh, but uh, you can also use debt to have basically a party. Uh, If you have... If you uh, use the debt to, uh, say, make wise investments, uh, say, uh, education uh, for uh, individual households or equipment investment for corporations, uh, then uh, because you borrowed, uh, you will have perhaps uh, less spending in the future because you have less money to spend uh, because you already used it in the past, but that will be countered somewhat by higher productivity because you made these wise investments in the past. Mm. Uh, So uh, country and the borrower, uh, if they made very wise investments with the uh, debt in the past, they can be better off. Mm. But uh, if you borrow to just have a party, basically, and not all investments are wise investments, uh, mm-hmm. for, for example, stock buybacks, mm-hmm. then you will not, uh, just have uh, the spending decrease from the uh, uh, borrowing in the past. You will not have a productivity increase to offset uh, that. So the growth rate for the country will come down. Uh, so uh, that's why a lot of people are concerned about Uh, debt for the country. Mm. And then, uh, again, for the country, a higher debt means that you carry a higher uh, interest rate burden. If the uh, interest rates are high uh, and if you have an excessive amount of debt, 
Well, that change that uh, increases the uh, possibility that you may have a banking crisis or a currency crisis, which can end up with an economic crisis. Now, I should point out that higher debt-to-GDP ratio raises the possibility of these crises, but it doesn't mean that you automatically go into these crises. Uh, but still, uh, higher uh, debt figures do mean that your economy is weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at the numbers, Korea's household debt was ranked first uh, among emerging economies and fourth if uh, advanced economies are included as well. Uh, Switzerland, the uh, debt-to-GDP ratio for household was 126%. Australia was 110%, and Canada was uh, 103%. Korea was slightly over 100%. Uh, and then Korea's corporate debt was ranked third with 126% of GDP behind Hong Kong, which has 268%, and China, which has 167%. Uh, so you may think that, okay, Korea's rank is high, but you may, uh, it's say not as bad as China. Uh, but we should note that the problem uh, can uh, also come if the sum of your debt is very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, so Korea's uh, corporate debt plus household debt is already now beyond 200% of GDP. Uh, luckily, Korea's government debt is still on the low side, less than 50% of GDP. Uh, so that may be what's uh, sustaining us. Uh, China, uh, it's reported that they have more than 300% uh, debt to GDP ratio, and they're in trouble because of that right now. Uh, household debt is, however, rapidly increasing. Uh, this is despite high interest rates. And of course, BOK is continuing tightening policies. Uh, uh, first, can we take a look at the main factors driving people to borrow more money? Is it real estate? Yeah, it's basically real estate. Uh, Korea's household debt, especially, it's mm-hmm. tied to the real estate sector. Uh, if we go back a little bit, uh, since 2008 global financial crisis, Korea's interest rate has fallen to levels that we really didn't see before 2008. And low interest rates tend to breed bubbles, especially uh, so in Korea's case, it was the housing sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, because interest rates are low, you uh, borrow at a very low rate. And then you put your money in something that grows faster than the interest rate. Uh, in Korea's case, housing prices were already somewhat high. Uh, it might not have been going up as quickly as it does now, but still it was going, growing higher than the interest rate. So you put uh, your borrowed money into the housing uh, and uh, the uh, prices start going up even faster partially because supplies of housing may be limited. Uh, so when you have more demand, you have the uh, prices going up even faster. Uh, so uh, because of the low interest rates, we had this housing uh, price going up for uh, the last, uh, well, for uh, more than the last decade. And uh, especially since the uh, pandemic, when we drove the uh, interest rate even lower, uh, the uh, interest rate, uh, the uh, household debt went up even faster. Uh, but one thing that's making the uh, household debt, even though it's very high as a proportion of GDP, somewhat handleable, uh, is that most of the debt are going to the uh, richer population. About 70% of the household debt is held by the richer half the population. 
So this component, even though it is high, it's considered safe. They will be able to pay back the debt in all likelihood. But as I mentioned in the last question, they will be able to spend less. Uh, so that may be one of the reasons why the uh, economic recovery uh, for Korea is taking so long after mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there is a dangerous part of the household debt, which is about 20% of the total amount that's owned by lower income households and self-employed. These people may not be able to repay the uh, uh, debt and uh, these uh, weaker loans are concentrated in the uh, weaker secondary financial sector like savings banks. So that is a real uh, concern. Uh, but uh problem uh, seems to be that uh, uh, the uh, current recession is also having some uh, contribution to uh, high, rising higher uh household debt as well, uh, but uh, some of the rise in household debt is normal. It's what we call consumption smoothing. If your uh, income goes down temporarily, uh, you probably want to maintain your consumption level the way uh, they are right now. So if your uh, cut in income is indeed temporary, then you uh, increase your borrowing uh, so that uh, you can maintain your current consumption levels and pay back when your income recovers. But that seems to be taking only a small amount of current household debt because most of the household debt seems to be housing collateral loans, which Mm. are used mostly in uh, housing uh, transactions. Hmm. Could we also review the corporate debt for the country? The IIF said debt report also showed that Korea's increased rate in corporate bankruptcy through the month of October this year stood approximately 40%, which was the second highest among 17 countries. A recent survey by Tonga newspaper also indicated two in three large companies saw an increase in debt ratio. So what do you make of Korea's worsening levels of uh, corporate debt? And perhaps more importantly, what can be done about it? Okay, well, uh, some of that rises due to the uh, economic slowdown. You do do Mm -hmm. need a certain amount of money to keep your uh, company going. And during economic slowdowns, that may be financed through borrowing. But Korea always had a uh, relatively high corporate debt level. Uh, In fact, uh, during 1997, the corporate debt was actually the reason why Korea had uh, the uh, currency crisis. Uh, so we've been trying to reduce corporate debt for a while. Uh, we did succeed for a little bit of time after the uh, 1997 crisis, but uh, right now it seems to be rising again. It seems to have a lot to do with Korea's uh, corporate governance. Now, legally, stockholders are owners of the firm in reality and uh, in, uh, in law, but by culture, uh, if a family founded the firm, then the head of the household is considered the owner of the firm, whether they have a lot of stock or not. And what we see in these type of management systems is that they really don't want to issue new stocks that are sold to the public because then uh, their uh, ownership power is diluted. They may have a lot of stockholders questioning their decisions. Mm -hmm. So rather than finance their operations, or finance their uh, large projects through capital finance, stock finance, uh, they seem to uh, prefer doing it using debt. And that may be one of the reasons why Korea's uh, corporate debt is higher than a lot of other countries. Uh, And then uh, there's also a sort of a 
it's it's a significant effect. I'm not sure if that's uh, serious in Korea, but if you use debt financing to run your company instead of uh, financing uh, through uh, stock issuing, uh, then when you look at, say, some of the management variables, uh, it seems like you're doing better because you're using less capital to generate more revenues and output. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, at least outside Korea, uh, people who evaluate stocks seems to have caught on to that trick and it's not being considered uh, as uh, uh, well run if you have a large amount of debt. Uh, but Korea, uh, I don't think we perhaps we pay enough attention to debt, even though uh, that was a problem during 1997's uh, currency crisis. And finally, on to our government debt. Uh, Korea's national debt exceeded 1,100 trillion won for the first time in history early this year. The IMF warned that without drastic pension reform, Korea's government debt could rise 200% higher than the country's GDP. That's within 50 years. Can you tell us a little bit more about the country's mounting national debt and realistic ways to actually bring them down? Okay, we should remember that for government debt, it's really accumulated government deficit. Uh, budget deficit over uh, a year is uh, it added to uh, the country's total debt because Korea has to borrow uh, that deficit in order for the government to continue operating. So in some sense, Korea's public debt is just accumulated past uh, government deficits. And currently, the government deficits are fairly high. Next year, uh, it's expected to be higher than the uh, 3% of GDP. That's uh, especially disappointing because uh, the current administration, the UN administration, is uh, thought of as uh, budget hawks. Mm. And uh, the 3% of GDP, they were uh, trying to use it as sort of a, a line against uh deficits blowing up too much that they want to actually pass a law saying that under normal circumstances you cannot uh, spend more than three percent of gdp uh, but they will be breaking that barrier next year if uh, the current economic projections are uh, accurate uh, so why is the deficit increasing so much uh, well until about uh, 2018 uh, the uh, government was actually obsessive about keeping a budget surplus uh, mm-hmm. So we uh, only had deficits during years where we had a crisis. Uh, but uh, since 2018, uh, well, we did have the pandemic. We did have mm-hmm. a gov- government budget deficit during the pandemic. That was understandable. But even a couple of years before the pandemic, uh, we saw that uh, government deficit was increasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently, uh, there doesn't seem to be any government officials who are uh warning the politicians about the seriousness of uh, government deficits and government debt, at least not as many as we had in the past. So uh, having a de- not only a deficit, but fairly large deficit uh, by historical standards has become the norm. And this is concerning because, and IMF is pointing out the uh, pension problems, right. because the current demographics uh, show that uh, we will have larger uh, government deficit in the future. We will have more retired people who will uh, not be able to uh, pay that much more uh, that much taxes, but they will require a lot of government expenditure. We will have a lot less younger people, uh, so they will be putting less in, uh, into the uh, government budget through uh, taxes. So uh, we see fairly clearly that Korea's 
uh, deficits have nowhere to go but up, and that's why IMF is so concerned about government deficits in the future. Uh, there's also similar problems in other parts of the budget as well, though perhaps not as serious. For example, the medical insurance mm. system will probably have the same type of problems. Mm. Uh, so uh, we could see from the demographics that government debt is likely to go up. Uh, we should be maintaining control right now uh, and uh, restricting expenditure and perhaps raising taxes so we can prepare, but we're not really doing that. Because, well, I mean, namely, there's an important election coming up, and I'm not quite sure if anyone is okay with higher taxes. No one wants to cough up more money. That's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, you can maintain a system where you pay a little and get little. You can maintain a system where you uh, pay a lot and get a lot. Uh, But perhaps because we're in a transition stage, what Korea is currently doing is getting a lot from the government, but not really paying that much. Mm -hmm. And the problem is worsened, perhaps, because uh, there are a lot of people who claim that we could just get more if we just tax other people a lot more. Uh, But current research and simulations really show that that's not uh, particularly possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. If we want a lot, then we will have to tax a lot. And that's not just going to stop with the uh, richest uh, one or 10 percent of the population. Uh, You mean uh, covering the majority of the middle class, too? Oh, no, likely. Though, if you consider the net benefits, uh, middle class may come out ahead, but Mm -hmm. they will have to pay more taxes to get it. All right, Dr. Young, thank you very much for today's insights. We appreciate it. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.